guys, I'm Jess. And I'm Heidi. And welcome to another episode of Betty Squared. Uh, we are looking at chapter 96. Welcome to Rivervale. Mm-hmm. Yes, you heard me right. Mm-hmm. Rivervale, not Riverdale. Definitely not. Okay, so I think <laughs> I need to just come straight out with my theory because yeah. all these things uh, support my theory. Uh-huh. What's your theory? Okay. They're definitely in a coma. Right? Oh. Okay. So the accident has happened. The, the like explosion. Betty and Archie. Yes. So, yes. Okay, because I have, like, I have so much in this theory. I've really overthought it. And, oh, actually, before we even do that, let me just apologize to our listeners that this episode is coming out later than it should have. I burnt my hand on a toaster oven, and Heidi was very sweet and (laughs) delayed our recording while I sought medical attention. I am fine. Anyway, more on my theory. Okay, so the end of the season... Betty and Archie are hooking up. They find the bomb, fade to black or cut to black because that would have been yes. more dramatic of an option. Right. Okay. They are now incapacitated in some form, whether they are yeah. on life support, whether they are in a coma, whether they are dead or I don't think they're dead, but you know what I mean? There's some yeah. kind of, they're not on this realm at the moment. Now, Here is where I think I might be correct, or at least on the right path. So I think that Betty and Jughead, sorry, Betty and Jughead, Betty and Archie are definitely in this spooky realm Mm -hmm. where things are a little not normal, like Archie having his heart ripped out and all of that, and Archie narrating it in a Twilight Zone kind of thing a jughead but oh god did i just say their names around the wrong way again yeah it's fine i got you okay great you can tell how much sleep i've had so (laughs) they're in the coma slash whatever's going on and they're dreaming these scenarios Mm -hmm. but everyone else like jughead tabitha cheryl veronica reggie tony That is all still happening in real time, except for when Jughead narrates their little intro bit. Mm. I know that sounds like a lot, but I have supporting evidence. So, I mean, I can 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 get to it as we get to it, but yeah, you tell me what your initial thought was. Okay, my initial thought... Uh, before watching the episode, just from watching, like, two trailers, maybe. I think I didn't even watch more than that. Like, at most, maybe two. My initial thoughts going into this was, I'm, I hate this. (laughs) (laughs) Like, without knowing what it was, without having watched it, I was really, um, not into it. Like, and I was, this is probably the most I've ever, and this is saying something, ever dreaded watching an episode of Riverdale. Ever. Wow. Like, I was so – and I will talk about it. I There is one specific thing that is um, continuous in this episode that I absolutely hate. Um, and, yeah, uh, absolutely fucking hate. But 
it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. And that's because I agree that this isn't real life. Like this obviously isn't Riverdale. Like this isn't real life. My thought about it was that I think your idea that this is a uh, them in a co- in a coma and maybe even just Betty in a coma because I don't really see how Archie or why Archie would dream that he would die like that. Like, no, seems, so that's what it. So yeah, it's it would, like it's either it would Betty's make sense if it's dream Betty's. or Archie's. Yeah, it's like it depends on like the perspective. Like it could have yeah. been Archie's where he died. Like he could have been having this nightmare that like he sure. was like you know, imagining the bomb going off and their lives being different and things like that. And then, you know, when they say when you die in a dream, you die in real life. So, I don't know, maybe we cut to the actual real Riverdale and, uh, you know, they were doing CPR on him or something like that. I don't know. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. So, I think that makes a lot of sense. My thought while watching the episode was that, oh, this is Jughead's next book. That was my thought. For this episode was like, oh, this, especially since the narration was so heavy from Jughead, I was like, and had like such a specific tone and he was actually like directly addressing the audience. I was like, oh, maybe this is Jughead's next like book or something like that. Next thing that he's writing. Um, So that was my, my kind of idea around it. I think the, I think the COVID thing makes a lot of sense. I'm super down for that. I think where I feel like, like when you were talking about where it detaches from uh, like, from reality, like, some of the things that they're hearing while they're in a coma are the real things, like, with the different characters that aren't them. I think that makes a lot of sense. And I feel like, for me, my thought of where that breaks off from reality is when it gets supernatural. Like, I don't think, I really don't think that in real life Riverdale, like, like, the, the supernatural elements that everyone else is dealing with are what's happening in Riverdale. Like, I think this, because we were kind of wondering going into the season, because this is officially season six, they've said it. I've seen that this is season six, episode yeah. one. Um, so I feel like we were kind of like, are they going to go supernatural? Like, is that a thing they're really going to do? I think that those aspects, and this episode being obviously not actually Riverdale, is what's showing us no, they're not actually doing the supernatural bits that's this weird Rivervale world and that's not going to bleed over into the actual show after these five episodes. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's kind of my idea around it. Um, But yeah, I'm super down for the coma idea. I think that makes a lot of sense and way more what they would do. (laughs) I don't know. Well, so here's the thing. I I toyed with the idea that the explosion from the bomb that Hiram placed affected everybody and I I thought about it logically because I was like okay we've got five episodes we have five main characters so I wonder if each episode somebody dies that would that would explain um away this weird world also I did for the first time ever go looking on the internet because I wanted to see what the fans were saying and wow. one fan, um, yeah, I know, because I never dig into it. So No, that's one, really shocking. I was like, I have to. I have to go more into this. Yeah. So uh, one fan posted on the Multiverse, Multiversity Comics website. They say, if they are looking for a way around the bomb, they could explain it away as a bad dream. That would be bad. 
My guess, so the writer whoever wrote this article, is that they'll have Archie leap out the window with Betty. As for what's with the town, that could be bad dreams caused by the palladium poisoning or by Cheryl releasing hallucinogenic gas into the town as revenge. Hmm. That was just a a theory. Yeah, I was going to say that was just a theory that I saw. I think the coma makes a lot of sense. I th- I feel like the coma makes the most sense. Other than maybe, um, like, the Jughead writing, this being Jughead's, like, book. Because it's, maybe it's Jughead's writing a, a new series because it's him, like, trying to deal with the fact that Betty and Archie, the two people who used to be the most important people to him in the world, are, uh, you know, are in the hospital or whatever. Like, maybe that, just uh, connecting the two, sort of. Um, but... Yeah, I feel like that's a lot. I feel like Riverdale would do that, but I hope they don't. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. the, like just because we did find out that palladium's like a real thing. Does palladium actually right. poison people? Uh, hold, please, and I shall find out. Let's have a look. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like it's. I feel like the the coma thing really makes a lot of sense. Because I, I guess what I'm saying is, I just don't want this this. Rivervale world. I don't want m- most aspects, if any, to be real. That would be right. my preference. To be honest, well, me either. Because as much as Archie drives me nuts, we need him. He is an integral yeah. part of the Archie storyline and Archie be comics. One of the things that I wouldn't mind being real. <laughs> okay. Well, palladium that. poisoning is a real thing. It's actually highly oh, okay. toxic. Wow. Um, yeah, just, palladium chloride like, is toxic, it. harmful if swallowed, inhaled, or absorbed through the skin. It can cause mm. bone, marrow, liver, and kidney damage in laboratory animals. Oh, don't test on animals, y'all. Yeah, don't test on animals. Uh, but yes, wow. it is That's good to know. highly toxic. So, okay. I don't know, maybe? I don't feel like Cheryl would poison the town. I mean, maybe, but I don't know. I feel like it being connected to the explosion makes the most sense. I, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I again have more theories that this is a dream, specifically either Betty's or Archie's, but we can dive into that as we go along, um, oh god, I'm just looking at my notes with all these different theories. Like this spun me out. It's funny that you were not excited to see this episode because the second it started, my first note is, oh my gosh, major Twilight Zone vibes. And I was yeah. there for it. Also, I don't know if you noticed, but the Riverdale sign keeps changing. Yes, I have, I did note that. It said on it, um, because it's Rivervale, not Riverdale, and we know right. Riverdale is the the t- t- town with Pep. Is that what it is? Something yeah, with the pep? town with Pep. Town with Pep. Um, and now it's you'll never want to leave with a dead tree. And then at the end, I don't know. It changed was there again. more than those two? Yeah, it changed yeah, again. Yeah, it changed again at heart. the end. Um, can't remember the town. The town with heart. Oh, right, because the scene before you've just seen Cheryl holding Archie's. Still beating heart. 
Um, yes, cool. still beating. And the tree on it, in the beginning it's dead, and then at the end it's full of life and fully bloomed and green. I missed that part. I didn't notice the difference in the tree, but I noticed um, that the, the tagline was different. I'm sure that'll yes. continue to change. I'm sure that's like a going to be an ongoing thing. If they've changed it twice in a show, God, the poor props department. Well, I mean, maybe <laughs> it did. It did seem like that was the point of that was to show that like River Vale is at the beginning is a town that's dying, right? Like Cheryl, that's the whole like sort of like main plot of this episode is that like the town is dying. Everyone has issues, which Cheryl has like magical, uh, healing you know, stuff healing for um every single problem no matter what your issue is um but the town is dying and like the trees aren't growing and like all that stuff and so that's why at the beginning the tree is dead and then at the end they've gotten the heart so they have solved the problem so now the t- the town is going to flourish uh, so that's i don't if unless they continue i don't see it maybe being a thing for each episode we'll have to see um yeah. but that's why I think it did in this episode and why I wouldn't expect it to next episode. But again, we'll just have to wait and see. Exactly. Well, let's go character by character because that seems to be what we do. We end up falling into anyway. So yeah. let's start, start with. Well, let's start with Archie since he's like the first person to kind of like start us off this episode, apart from, you know, Jughead doing the narration. Mm-hmm. Um, here is another theory why I, I think they're either dreaming or this is an alternate reality or a coma or whatever. The biggest hint was that Archie dreamt about the bomb going off and then retells yeah. the story to Betty. And Betty even goes, wait, Riverdale, like with a D? I was like, girl, come on. Yeah. Girl, come yeah, on. We know you're – Right. We know that, like, you're messing. Or, you know, quote, unquote, like, oh, you don't remember? Yes, you do. You do. This is just an alternate universe. That was too on the nose for me. Yeah. So I was like, this is this is too obviously a dream or some kind of thing as a result of that bomb going off. Yeah, totally, totally. Um, I'm just going to – I'm just going to keep going until you interrupt me. Early morning delight yeah. made me want to throw up. Blech. That was like, no, I don't like this version, this loved up, sex crazed version of Betty, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Uh, talk to me about Archie, Heidi. Oh, I really don't have a lot of, uh, a lot of notes on him. I'm like scanning through and I just don't have them because I hated the Betty and Archie storyline so much. That's my main issue with the episode is Betty and Archie stuff, and Betty specifically. Her characterization in, in this episode is absolutely awful to me and makes no sense. We don't have to talk well, about that now, but that's my main reason. I, uh, one of my notes, I scrolled all the way down to the bottom, and uh, one of my notes is, God, Archie is so dumb. Um, just because he was so <laughs> oblivious. He was so oblivious to everything that was happening around him, and it's like, dude, what the fuck? You're so stupid. Like, Also, we're... Is that supposed to be Vegas? I thought Vegas died. The dog. No, it's not Vegas. It is. Um, I couldn't remember the dog's name. I, I want to say Junior, but I'm probably wrong. They brought that dog back from the quote unquote illegal underground dog fighting ring. Oh. But it's not the original dog doing. that they had, right? No. He okay. even says after the time jump, seven years, which thank God. 
we didn't fucking get this episode. Side note. Well, because there, there also seemed to have been, like, time. Like, it seemed like right. there was not a time jump, but, like, time had passed. Like, a few months at least. Right. Well, when we did initially get that time jump, um, there was an episode where Archie said something about, like, oh, Vegas was such a good dog, like, we we had to put him down, or he got old or something. Yes, and this yeah. is the dog that he rescued from this underground rink that then, like, started growling at Jackson, and then Jackson, like, had the mm. gun, and then Archie's like, I'm seeing dead people, and all of that. No, that's not that. It looked like a different dog than that. It, this dog, that's why I was like, is it Vegas? Because it looked like Vegas. That dog, oh. it was not, was, did not look like this dog. At least from what I could see. I mean, it don't, I don't think it's important. I think we could just assume like, oh, maybe it, Betty and Archie adopted a dog in the weird well, time frame that this has been, but I don't know. It's interesting you say that because when I saw it, I was like, oh, it's Vegas. And then I was like, oh no, Vegas died. So this is that new dog. But what was this? But that new dog the, didn't new look do- like Vegas. Was it a different breed? Yeah, it was a totally different breed. Yeah. Okay. So even more support of my theory. Vegas yeah. is alive. But how can he maybe. be? Because he died. Yeah, that's very good. Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe that's what it maybe. is. Um, I was going to say, Heidi, I think you caught that without, like, meaning to co- catch it. You know I mean, what I mean? maybe. It could just be a dog that looks like Vegas. Egg. But I'm not sure. Yeah, I guess we'll have to see. But it, it was weird. I was like, where'd that dog come from? Because it's not the – I really don't think it's the original dog from this season, from last season. Um, but I'm not sure. Interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. I wish I remembered. I, I just assumed it was the new dog. But I think you're right. No. I don't think um, the new dog was a, a lab, a golden lab. No, or, it was something else. It was like a mutt. Yeah. It was like something else at least. Um, my next note that is tied to Archie is the whole idea around them. It's very ceremonial. The, like, each family gets their own maple tree that we're going to plant to rebuild. But it it makes absolutely no sense in terms of, like, what they were talking about in the episode, at least in that, like, meeting, the community meeting and stuff. Like, starting to, like, rebuild a new orchard now, but each tree is in each person's front yard. That doesn't make sense. That's not an orchard. Um, That's going to be very difficult to deal with and actually get maple syrup from. Also, you're planting these little saplings. You're not going to actually get any revenue or profit from that for years. Trees take a long time to grow. It's going to take decades for you to rebuild an orchard, regardless of if you weirdly spread it out amongst the townspeople. It just really made no sense it being like it because they because they made it out to be like a rebuilding the town and getting profit thing that doesn't make any sense you're not going to make any money from that for literal decades your children might make money from that but you are not going to make any money from that for the town right now so that doesn't really make sense and it's just really obviously if you think about it for like 5 minutes going to piss off Cheryl like you're already on her bad side what do you what are you doing I just seen. I just saw my note of where did this dog come from. <laughs> You're funny. Um, uh, I'm looking through my notes to see what else I have on. Well, so many of my notes are just on um, Betty. Okay, just really quickly. So um, I I did Google about the dog um, because I was just mm-hmm. curious. You are yeah. absolutely one hundred percent spot on. That was Vegas. 
Vegas is a Labrador, oh. a Labrador retriever. Um, I know it mm. doesn't do any good for anybody listening at home, but um, according to BuzzFeed, I, I see a photo here with Jackson and their new dog. He, I don't even know what type of breed that dog is, but he... It's definitely a pit mix. Like, yeah. it looks like a pit bull mix. Yeah. Yeah, because he's, he's got the kind of athletic body, but his face is very much that, like, pit bull kind of look. Yeah, so, he's got the ears, too. Okay, you further confirmed my theory. Because if Vegas there is alive, are. something's not right. Yeah. Something else, too, Archie did not have the bear scars, and I don't think he had the serpent tattoo, which we know he does have. Or he should still have. Incorrect. He does no, have he got a, ser- a serpent tattoo. He definitely has a serpent tattoo. Oh, okay. It's on his right hand yeah. side. It's after that disgusting did line. Did he have it? Yes. Okay. It was that after that disgusting line of how about some morning delight, Betty like gets on top of Archie and then his arm. Because I even remember thinking to myself, oh yeah, I forgot he had one of those. But the bear tattoo, but- the bear scratches. They've been, yeah, they're inconsistent this. about that. They've been gone for a while. I don't think that's a determining factor. Yeah. I mean, I guess. Um, that's really I'm all just I over have here on like, oh. incorrect. Incorrect. You are wrong. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. Uh, it, it really doesn't matter. Um, it was very confusing to me that Archie was 25. I was like, wait, they're 25? But yeah, I guess that math works out. Um, if it's seven years and they were all 18. Yeah, that is the math. That was just confusing to hear out loud for some reason. But Aww. I really don't have um, any other notes on Archie because I well, hate him. <laughs> I've only got two more things. And again, they were more just me trying to find the evidence that what I was saying is right. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Okay. So Archie takes one of those puppets, right? Those little weird, like, grass stick figure things. Dolls. Yeah. yeah. And then when we get a, a, a POV, so a point of view, as if the camera is Archie's eyes looking at these puppets. And when okay. we get that, the puppets are blurry. Mm. It's almost like... He's trying to open his eyes from the coma that he's in, and he can't. Oh, okay. So he sees these little blurry figures who are actually probably people. I don't know. Oh, interesting. Just put it out there, but it was the only POV we got the entire episode. It was from Archie's point of view, and it was when he looked yeah. at the puppet, and the puppet was blurry. Interesting. Okay. Mm. Noted. Okay. Noted. Last thing about Archie. Um, and I had to reread this note because I was like, wait, what? What? So. <laughs> Love those notes. <laughs> you know, at the end when he's like tied up and everybody's like, oh, you're. Oh, no, I'm sorry. No, prior to that. You know, like when the people, his friends start saying like the weird stuff to him as they know what's coming up. Like when Jughead turns to Archie and he's like you know you're my best friend, right? And Archie's like, yeah, "Yeah, what the fuck? I think (laughs) this is the thing or the things that the people are saying to him while he's in a coma coma. at his bedside. Booyah. If I had a mic, I would drop it. (laughs) 
Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. I think that makes a lot of sense. Because, yeah, there's definitely real things. If if he's in a coma, there's definitely real things that are bleeding in. Like maybe a discussion of between Tabitha and Jughead of like, God, these bugs in our apartment. It's such an issue or whatever. Right. Um, and, you know, and those things blurring into really makes a lot of sense. Um, I think right around there is when I wrote that note of, God, Archie is so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> well, the very, the very last confirmation for me that this is not the reality that we know yeah, is the fact that Archie beat Jughead at an eating competition. Totally. Doesn't make any other than other than Jughead obviously being in on it and letting him win, but would never really happen IRL. But yep. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I just, for me, my mind is made up. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of hope I'm wrong, only because I feel like mm-hmm. I need to really the- be, like, impacted with a wow. Like, this is too easy to explain it all away because he was in a coma. Like, I need more. Yeah, the it was all a dream or I was in a coma, like, trope in film and TV isn't the most fun. Like, no, it, just in general, it's kind of played out. So uh, I agree. It, it makes a lot of sense, I, but. Yeah. Well, that's why I wouldn't we'll mind if, like, Cheryl's poisoned everybody or the gases from the mines have leaked out and everybody's hallucinating. I wouldn't mind that because that's something we haven't yeah. seen. The coma, the, oh, it was just a dream. We've seen yeah, it. Yeah, the whole town's hallucinating. That's definitely different. That's definitely different. Definitely. I'd watch that for sure. We'll okay. Wait and see. Who to next? Do you want to do Tony? Okay. Because it's not the most... I don't think we want to end on Tony. No. Um, it's just not the most exciting. I just think it's so funny that they're like... I mean, not super willing, but like, Fangs was super down to leave the baby on baby anthony um (laughs) on a tree stump in the woods overnight by itself um they were super down to do that but were like scoffing at uh dr curdle jr's like let's put a frog in its mouth i really think putting a frog in his mouth versus leaving him overnight in the woods is not as bad like i would put a frog in his mouth right but i don't know that's just me maybe that's why i'm not a mother Maybe so, that's why. <laughs> colic is super normal for kids to get. Super normal. It's, super normal. Uh, in case anybody doesn't know what it is, it's basically like when they are drinking um, milk, formula, whatever, and they don't burp. So what happens is that trapped air goes down into their intestines, and it's actually really, really uncomfortable for them. And they do. They cry yeah. a lot. It yeah. does go away. But it can be very painful for them. But this whole, the doctor being like, it's incurable is bullshit because it is. It does go away. The air just has to pass. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I have no idea. I didn't even bother researching it because I was just like, I hate this so much. I have no idea about this frog in the mouth thing. I don't know what the no, hell that was about. It just seems like an old wives tale sort of thing. Yeah. I didn't think we needed to read too much into it. Also, he's just got a frog in a jar and he's draw? I mean, yeah, that makes a lot of sense for Dr. Curdle Jr. I don't know. Looking at him, he seems like one of those guys. Also. <laughs> also. That's small enough and- to put into a baby's mouth. <laughs> oh, God. Fangs and Tony go to the appointment without their baby. 
Don't you think the baby yeah, should be weird. there to be checked? Because maybe it's not colic. That would make a lot of sense. I don't know. That's, that is weird now that I Great. think about it. I didn't think about it in the moment. <laughs> to continue, Dr. Mm-hmm. Carl Jr. He is a... Hair down. Pediatrician, a general practitioner, and an OBGYN? Yeah, I think that... I think he's never been anything other than, um, like, mortician or whatever. Um, so I think that that's also another sign that this is not Riverdale. Because he's and, never been a doctor of other types. Right. And he was totally less I pale. I don't know if you noticed that. He just looked... He, Yeah, I think maybe not being in, a, you know, not being... Why can't I think of the word? A mortuary? Uh, yeah. You know, I think not being in there really helped his complexion. I don't know what that was about. And his hair was down. It was very weird. He would be the last person I would allow to look into my hoo-hoo... <laughs> To tell me last if I was like yeah. fertile or not. Yeah, I don't want to hear it from his mouth. That's no, I'm good. No. I'm good. Um, I really no. just a positive. Uh, really loved Tony's new hair. She's got new hair this season. I'm curious if it's just a Rivervale thing, or if it's going to continue on into the rest of the season after this, these first like five episodes. We'll have to see. But I loved, I loved her new hair. I just yeah. It's been a while since we haven't seen her hair in braids, so yeah, it was nice. It's the time very jump. long. The time jump was the yes. She's got great hair. I love it. Yeah. I mean, I might have. I'm not sure if it was her hair if she was wearing a wig, because Don't I know I. a few people do on the show. But it was good either way. Um, I yeah, will say I've started you know, a new game. What's your new game? You're gonna love it. I have okay the baby Anthony counter. Oh my god, I love it so much. You're right. <laughs> so I got Oh wait. Four. Oh wait, I just read a note. I what? just read a note. Oh my gosh, how many times will they say baby Anthony new drinking game? <laughs> okay. So, so I got four, but then I also wrote baby Anthony again in my notes, so it could be five. Hmm. Mm. Um Let us but know, I guys. hate it. Stop calling him baby Anthony. His name is yeah, Anthony. That's so weird. He is a baby. So we don't need it both together. I fucking You can hate just it. call him the baby. There's no other baby. There's the only kid, him. The child. Our baby. Our baby. baby boy. Anthony. Little Auntie. Hate I don't know. It. Hate it. Hate it. Hate, hate, hate it. I'm trying to see. I don't really think I have too much else. I got one um, more. <laughs> yeah, go for it. I'm looking through to see if I have anything else. I uh, I don't know if you noticed, but when Tony uh, is in the forest and she runs into Cheryl and she passes baby Anthony across to her, it is mm-hmm. totally 100% adult. I mean, that's not that's not surprising, especially if it's um, if it's actually uh, her her real life baby. I don't know if the if the baby that they are the real baby that they're showing in scenes is her real life baby. Um, I'm not sure either, but it it also looks like nobody knows how to hold a baby, even Tony. And I'm like, you are an actual mom. Why do you look so awkward? I don't know. I don't know. But I that makes a lot of sense that they would be using a fake baby, and I'm not gonna dock them any points for it being obviously fake and them using a fake baby because I 
think having a baby on set with COVID still being a thing is very unsafe. Fair enough. Oh, <laughs> so, totally. So I think that makes a lot of sense. Totally. I'm looking yeah, through IMDb to see else. if they've given the baby a credit, which they probably will have. Um, I'm yeah. going to need a second, but that was all the notes that I gave uh, the Tony storyline. Which that was kind of my thought about the, like, why the baby wouldn't be there in the Dr. Curdle Jr. scenes. It would make sense to me if she is using her actual baby, because that would be the safest thing for her to be doing. Absolutely, yeah. To use her real actual baby. And then the only two people who really are in scenes with the actual baby are her and Fangs, from what we've really seen. That would make a lot of sense, because it's very contained. He's only really on one set, which is their home, and it's just the two actors dealing with the baby, and that's it. Um, So that would be why maybe they didn't bring him to... Dr. Curdle Jr.'s uh, office and why he's also not there for Cheryl. Do you know what um, Vanessa's baby's name is? Is why do I feel like, I feel like his name's a river. I don't know if that's right. Okay, well, I can look. The baby or babies? I think this might be the two babies. Unless this person just has a very long name, because normally they use twins to film. According to IMDb, the baby slash babies is Ace Rudy Ellen Carter. It's it's definitely not her baby. Okay. Looking at her Instagram, I really don't think that 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 baby is. No, because her baby looks like the father of, of the baby, which is, it is River. I was right. Um, So I was going to say there are laws about the age of a baby being able to bring them on set. So like newborn babies are like off the, off the options, off, off the, off the menu. (laughs) I was going to say. Off the menu. Um, We don't eat, we don't eat those little babies. They have to be, I believe a minimum of three months old. And that's actually, that's Australian film laws. I don't know about here in the U S I would Mm -hmm. imagine it's something similar. But they also shoot hey, yeah, in I have Canada, no idea. He's, so. he's definitely older than three months now, um, but I don't know. But yeah, her baby uh, does not look as mixed race as I think that the baby we're seeing, baby Anthony looks. Um, so it's definitely not her baby for sure. Okay. But, and I was going to say from yeah. memory as well, um, just the last time I was on Instagram and, and saw Vanessa's posts, it looks like she's always blocking out his face anyway, so maybe she... She did it in one of them. Uh, you're able to see his face in a couple of the... Oh, okay. I was going to say, I wonder if it's like a privacy thing and she just doesn't want her kid to like, you know... It can... Which is so valid. I would feel the same way. Yeah, it's also dangerous. You know, she's somewhat of a, a celebrity. Some people out there could be a little nuts and we don't want anyone getting hurt. Yeah. Super agree. Super agree. Um, that's kind of all I have for Tony. Uh, questionable yeah, that's all I have well. choices and great hair, which does look <laughs> to be her real hair, actually, looking at her Instagram. So good for her. Her hair is looking good. Um, do we want to talk about Veronica and Reggie? Blech. <laughs> yeah. All right. I said... 
I said, um, one of my first, or my first note for them, when it's from the scene where they're on the treadmills together, or whatever their exercise things were doing, and they're doing phone business at the same time right next to each other. I was like, Veronica and Reggie really are perfect for each other. And have you seen National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation? Have you seen that movie? Not for a while, but yes, I have. Remind me what scene you're talking about. So you know the neighbor, so there's national, like the main family the i can't remember the, the griswolds. griswolds and then they're yeah and then the neighbors are like these super modern childless like hoity-toity people who are like mm. shitty and and there's like the scene where the um and they're just kind of shitty all the time um and then there's a scene where the i think it's the christmas tree he chainsaws it down and it falls in through their window and it like fucks up their whole living room and like stuff um okay i think it's the scene but they're like talking to each other and the husband is like, I don't know, Margot. And they're like just really shitty to each other. But Veronica and Reggie, especially in that first scene, I was like, definite like that couple from National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation vibes. Like super hardcore. Nice. I, I don't particularly remember that couple. I remember the, you know, the Griswolds and kind of their <laughs> quote, you unquote, adventures. You'll probably notice it. Yeah, just in that, like, athleisure, but they're, like, business. Very much that vibe. Okay. Yeah, I mean... Anyway. It... I don't want to use the word toxic, but it kind of feels like it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, it's stupid to jump into a relationship like that so directly after your last one also because veronica is in such a place where she like obviously doesn't know exactly what she wants anymore and is like figuring that out um and but she so desires to be put together and like perfect all the time that she like can't admit that she's like in a middle place right now she has to like pretend that she knows exactly what she wants to do and like this is the plan and this is what we're doing so, like, she can't admit that to herself, so how would she be able to admit that to Reggie? And then she's just sucking him into this, like, perfectionist mindset that is just totally fake with the casino. Because, like, Reggie hits it right on the nose where he's like, this is just what you're doing right now. And it's okay if that's what she's doing. Like, it's okay if, like, this is just what you're doing right now. But she can't realize, like, she can't admit it to herself that that's the case. Yeah, so how is that I relationship going to be successful? There's no way. Even though they are, they are on paper very perfect for each other. But if you can't communicate, then you're doomed. <laughs> what are your thoughts? You're thinking so hard right now. I am. I think I'm thinking really like hard because in order for my theory about the season and where it's going and Veronica becoming the big bad, I need them to stay well, together a little bit longer. <laughs> Well, I th- and saying all that, I do think they will. Because we saw at the end of, like, they came together, right, at the last, at the end to, to kill Archie. And, like, that was, like, that's the thing that's supposed to save their relationship or whatever, right? And all of that stuff is also fake. So, like, I mean, at least from our theories that we have, we don't think that this stuff is really real. So, and it, and it makes sense it, just because they're having a low moment doesn't mean they're not going to stay together. Does it also mean that they're not doomed from the start? No. But I think that they will. I think that they are going to stay together for now. Um, 
And we'll see. And I do think that this is, especially with like what we're seeing from Veronica right now, being like so thoughtless and like selfish in this business, I think it carries over into your theory about her even more, to be honest. Because like, especially with the, um, like when they lay out the blueprints and Reggie's like, Where's you my didn't give me an office. Yeah. How am I your partner if you don't give me an office? I was like, that's a super bad sign. Like, that's a, that to me was like a huge red flag. That oh, was like, for me, Ooh. it wasn't. I was like, well, she's just no? forgotten. She's under pressure. Give her a sec. She can fix it. No, I was like, that's a super bad sign. That's not something you overlook when you have a partner. It's your partner. I don't know. In business or in life, especially if they're both. How do you forget? I don't know. That was a bad sign to me. I was like, that's some Hiram behavior. Honestly. Personally. Yeah, she's she's definitely going to be the big bad. But, yeah. okay, so here's here's my question for you. Because I said at the beginning of this episode, I felt like some scenes that we were seeing were real and actually happening. Yes. Yeah, I do um, think that they're struggling. Like, I do think that that scene, I do think that scene is close, close to reality. I do think yeah, them having I do too. a moment of, like, strife is close to reality. I don't think they're going to break. I think they're going to stay together for a while longer. Yeah, I don't think they're endgame or anything like that. But, I mean, she's no. definitely following in her yeah. father's footsteps and even her mother's, you know? The being in yeah. this relationship just for the sake of being in the relationship and the power and the authority that it brings you. But, yeah. Totally. Well, my only thought on that whole storyline was that the sex on the money was really gross. And also, I'm sorry, unless that money came straight from the mint, which I'm sure it didn't, that shit is covered no. in germs, and you're getting them all up in your business. That's that's covered in drugs and feces. It's not good. No. Gross. No. Super gross. I, gross I on agree. so many levels. I thought it was yeah. really nasty. I didn't that was like also, it at all. I mean, let's talk about the most Hiram thing she could have done. That's 100% something he's done. You know it. You know it. Yeah. Except there probably would have Very, been like... At least two, maybe three women. Because he's that kind of dirty, dirty guy. Not that I'm shaming anybody out there who enjoys the company of there multiple were... people in their bed, but no, I mean, that's, that's just something like nasty that Hiram would do, just to assert his power, not because he wanted to. I mean, I guess I was going to say there wasn't, there wasn't a ton of cheating storylines with Hiram. Like, we never saw in Riverdale, I don't think him cheating but we do have proof that he cheated because of like hermosa we we did so, see hermione on the other hand cheating yeah that that's so i was gonna not defend but i was gonna point out like i don't know i don't know i don't know if hiram would have i think hiram would have wanted to do that with hermione to give him like just a modicum of credit but is it really yeah. credit because it's still gross not whoever really. he did it with it's still gross it's gross and unsanitary. Um, <laughs> super unsanitary. Super <laughs> unsanitary. It's also a little morally gross. <laughs> like, this is all the money that I have. Like, yeah, let's just... Because I was, I was also thinking, like, before the sex scene happened, which I knew was coming, when she's like, here is your bonus. I was like, bitch, you spread that shit out? That's going to take him forever to pick it up. Now he has to pick it up with, yeah. like, bunny stuff on it. Blah. But like, what if he's like pulling dollar bills out of his ass? No, probably not dollar bills. They're probably crack. like they're probably like a hundred dollar yeah. bills. But yeah, out of his and hundreds, butt crack. At least. 
Well, and even, like, even, like, without the nasty sex stuff, like, just thinking about it, her being like, this is your bonus, that's still not him being a partner. That's still you paying him. Right. So that really doesn't fix anything. If anything, it makes it really worse. But, um, obviously, Reggie wasn't going to turn down sex. Um, obviously. Right. I don't have any other notes, um, from what I can see for them. Do you have anything else? No. I I think it's time we we move on. So then do we want to do Jug and Tabitha, Cheryl? I assume we want to save Betty for last. Yeah, let's. I mean, again, I don't actually really have that much on Betty either this episode because I do feel like she was partial to kind of the insanity that was Archie, but um yeah, let's let's talk about Jughead and Tabitha. Um yeah, there's Theirs was feeling, like, pretty straightforward, like, kind of, like, horror-y vibes. Like, their storyline feels the most, like, we're in a horror movie sort of feeling. So, there was a play that I did a monologue from in college called Mm -hmm. Bugs. And it is very much about this couple in a motel who are convinced that bugs have invaded their brain. You never, ever, ever see the bugs, and they never confirm at the end whether that was true or not. It is, it's more a look at the psychology of what happens to you when you think something like that has happened. But then you're also like, wait, did that happen? Were they right? They're wrong? I think from memory, they both end up dying, but they take their own lives because they're like, we can't, like, we can't get these bugs out. There are bugs everywhere. But like, you're kind of like, I don't think there's any bugs, but you don't know. Yeah. There's just so, something wrong. Yeah. I wish I could remember uh, who the, the play was by. It actually was not an enjoyable play. I didn't enjoy reading it. I didn't enjoy the, doing the monologue. And the teacher who um, gave me the script to read was like, you can keep it. And I'm like, that's okay. I don't want it. <laughs> Toss. But, Toss um, it away. I immediately was like, this is straight out of this play. Like, I would be, I would put money on it that the writer knows of this play and recreated it in Riverdale. Well, or Rivervale. And it is Rivervale. Well, it is like a pretty, um, it's a pretty basic trope of like horror thriller situations. And honestly, I absolutely hate this like trope because it freaks me out so much personally like i think the scene in the mummy with um brendan fraser you know that movie um where the thing gets under the person's skin for the first time yeah, the it happened a few times in the movie, but but the scare beetle like the very first time and you really see it and it's like that is like a core <laughs> like traumatizing memory really? for me um and it's something I've never been able to really get over. I don't really like watching those scenes. Like I recently rewatched uh, the ruins and the like, where she has the vines in her like skin. It's just a thing I absolutely hate. It super freaks me out. I can remember so like I'm thinking. I think it was Go Ask Alice that book. Um, and I think that there's a moment where she like has a, like a psychotic break or she's on a drug trip and she thinks that there's bugs under her skin. Bugs under your skin. Bugs around you. Bugs that you can't see. Freak me the fuck out. <laughs> I don't like it. I really hope that this is, I really hope this is the end of this storyline because, uh, like, and that the ritual fixed this and that we get to move on from it because I just, I, it really, it really freaks me out. It really is not fun. Um, I really don't enjoy it, but, um, but it is also 
a fascinating thing to see, especially it was interesting to see the way that they both dealt with it. And yeah, if you just moved into this new place and then all of a sudden you're being attacked by bugs, what, what do you, what it does make you think like, what would I do? It's such a frustrating circumstance to find yourself in. Yeah. I mean, I'm not somebody who's worried about bugs. Like people, obviously I live in Florida. There are, it is a swamp. We have bugs well, and you, freaking everywhere. You come from also Australia. So. Okay, so let me set this, the record straight here. Let me give you some context about Australia versus Florida. Um, yeah. I am in my mid-30s. I lived in Australia from the time I was born and then on and off in my 20s before relocating here. Um, I was never bitten by anything. Um, I never saw spiders, snakes, cockroaches, none of that, unless I like went to the zoo or an animal habitat where they had those things. Yeah. I move to Florida. Within six months of moving to Florida, I saw a snake, which I am deathly phobic of, mm. and then... I was bitten by a spider, and as a result, I now have to go and get injections every three months because I developed such a random, rare, like, anaphylactic kind of shock thing that it is, like, permanently in my blood as a result of being bitten by the spider. So, Heidi, tell me again how Australia is is more dangerous because... Well, there's just... Well, no, I'm not, I, I don't, I'm, I'm, tell me just about the, the bugs. <laughs> no, 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 because I agree with you, because, I mean, we both lived in New York for a time, and yeah. in the five years that I lived in New York, I had some bug problems, that's normal, um, but not a ton. I've had more bug issues in the two and a half years that I've lived in my current home in Southern California than I ever had in New York. So I totally feel you, like... Same sort of thing where people are like, oh, the roaches and the rats. And the, I had way less, like, bug slash mice issues. Uh, well, I haven't had, knock on wood, <laughs> uh, any mice issues in my current place. But um, I, haven't, I had way less in New York than I had. So I totally feel you. It's just that that stereotype. Yeah, totally. Because you have, like, the giant ones, which but are see, here's the terrifying thing. to me, but are obviously not common well they're common but you have to like really go in certain places for them like they're not just Mm -hmm. it's so funny because australians are fairly relaxed in terms of like just cultural they're like ah everything will work out it'll be great don't worry about it and i feel like our bugs are kind (laughs) of the same way they're like there's a dude over there i could go scare the shit out of him but i like really can't be bothered yeah (laughs) but like it's I love not that. Like and yet the bugs here will crawl at you. Right. Because <laughs> I've had that happen twice in the place I live <laughs> oh, right now. Oh, that's terrifying. But it's not like they're just yeah, everywhere. Sucks. You really have to seek those yeah. things out. It just happens that the ones For we sure. do have are very poisonous and they will kill you. But they're so lazy, they don't. So but they don't care. <laughs> these ones in Florida, they're like, well, I will comforting. murder you and make it look like an accident. <laughs> 
I'm going to make it look like it's your fault. Yeah, it was your <laughs> fault for coming over and disrupting my area. How dare. But it's funny, though, because people still are like, ah, cockroach. I don't like them. I'm not about to pick it up. But I just give them a little flick and they're gone. Yeah, a little, little flick. I don't, I don't want to touch them. The most I've done with a cockroach is um, thrown away from like afar using something else, <laughs> a dead one, because our cat in my apartment in New York would kill them for us. Um, Great, good and cat. Good ones too. Boo. Yeah, she was a good girl. Um, uh, she's not dead. She just doesn't live with me anymore. Um, and uh, one time I worked at a cupcake place when I was in college in New York, and I would open the store on my own in the mornings. And so it would be like 6 a.m. in the morning. I would be the only one there. The store is like locked and still like dark because I don't want people to come up and, you know, I don't turn all the lights on or whatever. Right. And uh, there would be cockroaches because it's a food place in New York. And, and they're scavenging. That just happens. Yeah. And one crawled out and I was standing up on like a little stool that you stand on to get into the cupcake uh, like thingy display. Um, and I took the cookie sheet, the baking sheet that the cupcakes were on. I had just taken them all off. So an empty cookie sheet. And I saw the cockroach. And after screaming for a good five minutes, I picked it up and I threw it at the cockroach. <laughs> and then I shoved it and the cockroach under the counter. And <laughs> that was it. <laughs> So my fear so, would have been I would have dropped that thing on the cockroach. It would have splattered and baby cockroaches would have come out. Don't say – don't – I didn't even think about that. Don't Yeah, say that. that's why – don't oh, no. kill the cockroaches. Just flick them away, Heidi. Just flick. Just flick. But then it would have crawled back at me. No. No, because trust uh, me, if luckily, you flick hard enough, that little shit doesn't know where or, or what's just happened. <laughs> well – uh, I, I would tell you that I will try that next time, but I literally won't because I will not touch it. So. <laughs> um, but at least it didn't do that. Um, what were we talking? Oh, we were talking I about have, um, oh, the bugs. Tabitha. The bugs and yeah, the how bugs. it reminded me of that play that I had to read in college that I hated. Yes. Um, it's also yes. interesting, just while we are on similarities, um, I did a little bit of research because of the Twilight Zone vibes this episode was giving me. And I did find kind of corresponding episodes to what I felt like Mm. the storylines we were seeing in this episode of Riverdale were. Uh, Now, I have not seen these episodes, so my connection may be incorrect, but um, there was an episode of the Twilight Zone called The Invaders, I believe that was about the bugs. Um, then there was an episode called The Monsters Are Due on Maple Street. So the connection to maple groves. Because literally all I did was write Twilight Zone, maple trees. Twilight Zone, bugs. And then yeah. read the synopsis of the episode. And then there's another one that I got, Twilight Zone, The Chaser. But I can't remember... Hmm what that one was in reference to maybe the sacrificial like offering yeah that would make sense or mother nature Mm -hmm. or something like that um but yeah i was trying to connect it i was like i wonder if this is like a little mini twilight zone-esque episode yeah homage Mm -hmm. that would be very cool i would love for that to be a continuation yeah absolutely and i didn't know i needed uh jughead to narrate the way he did until I saw it. And I was like, this is wonderful. I love this. I loved that so much. It really feels like very much um, 
Like, it just right up Cole's alley. Like, I feel like that is exactly Cole's, like, style and his, like, preference, too. Like, you could kind of tell that he was having fun with it as yes. well, which I don't always feel like Cole is having on Riverdale. Um, but I definitely felt like he was having a lot of fun with that. And I think it plays right into his, like, just right into his wheelhouse. It's just perfect. One note that I made that I was like, dude, you are taking the piss. And I kind of loved it. <laughs> so Jughead as himself and then slash as the narrator. That's what I'm just going to call it. Yeah. Was sitting in the, in Archie's gym during the council meeting, talking about the maple trees and everything. Um, and they vote and Archie's like, yep, I've already arranged it. You can come and pick up your tree. Cause this is going to save the town. Big hero complex. Then the camera pans over to Jughead and Jughead goes, riveting and like he starts the narrator thing but he did this weird thing where he like smushed his eye yeah he was like he had the one finger and he was rubbing his eye and then he goes riveting and he like kept going with his dialogue while he was smushing his eye and i was like is he just trying to be like overly dramatic and really be like hmm i'm holding my chin and i'm thinking really hard i have my finger to my head because i've got an idea or i wonder if he like just he's like i'm bored (laughs) well it looked too that's what i took it as well no i think it i exactly i think it was deliberately i'm bored and i'm being ironic by saying riveting because obviously it's boring that's what i took it as but yeah it was very over the top which is very fun for him I don't think it was a direction. I don't think it was written in the script. No. I think he was being a little turd and just did it. And it was so great. 100%. Totally. Yeah. Well, the only other thing I have to say about Jughead, Mm -hmm. (laughs) he had a really fucking dumb line. And even I was like, Jughead, you know, you don't say shit like this when situations are happening. Sure. He goes, it's not like we're cursed now after he killed the spider. And I was like, said every person in a horror movie ever. <laughs> Come on, Jug. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, that was a that was a rookie mistake. Big rook mistake. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really have I don't really have any others on Juggy. Should we move to Cheryl? Sure. <laughs> You're going to love my two notes about Cheryl. Okay, hit me with the... Okay, these are like... We don't need to discuss them. These are just opinions. My my first note on Cheryl. Let me get this straight. Some parents have given their children (laughs) to Cheryl to look after them and to teach. Okay, cool. Yes. Cool. My second note on Cheryl. Did Cheryl just make this shit up? Talking about sacrificing and offering to the Maple Maids? The Maple Maiden, yeah. What the f- I don't she know. She just pulled this shit out of her ass. Well, I think that, I think uh, what I assumed was that this was something that she found in more of her research about Abigail. Um is what I assumed. But yeah, it's all, it's, we've turned a hard corner into culty stuff and it's, we're just hit, going there. And that's what's yeah. happening to Cheryl right now. Yeah. I did have a note, um, when, when, and it kind of ties into Betty a little bit, um, when Betty, uh, well, when Kevin finds the deer, 
sacrifice in the woods. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's on Cheryl's property. And I think it's, I don't know if it's Archie or if it's Betty. One of them says that it's barbaric what um, they're planning, to, what Cheryl and the girls are planning to do with the animal is. And because Ooh. Cheryl says we're going to use, Cheryl says like we're going to use all, we're going to honor the animal, we're going to use all parts of it. Right. First, unless they did that killing, which we find out that they did later, in, unless they did that killing, that's gross. Not because you're using all parts, but because you don't know what killed that animal. Or how long it's been there. Or or how long it's been there, why it died, like any of that stuff. If you don't know that stuff, then no, you shouldn't use any parts of that animal. And you should just let it be and like bury it um, and be done with it. But she obviously did use, she obviously was the one who killed it. We find out, you know, we can assume. So then that's fine. And it's not barbaric. It's not weird to use all parts of an animal. That's actually probably the best way to actually kill an animal if you're going to do it is to honor them by using all parts of them and to and it's more it's still economic, gross, like I was still like, It's still what? gross. <laughs> it's gross, but it's not barbaric. And I don't and the no. ter- and using terms like savage, barbaric, things like that, it's just all really colonial and bullshit at the end of the day and just plays into like white supremacist bullshit um so i just wanted to say that because that made me really annoyed um with that but yeah i had the same thoughts about the girls i was like did these girls and their parents know they were joining a cult (laughs) like it's cool that they learned how to use a bow and arrow but what else are they actually learning not so sure not sure um green looks really nice on cheryl she was wearing this like really beautiful green coat like when beautiful i don't know if she's really worn green like that before i've never seen her in a green like that yeah i i don't think so um gorgeous um cheryl just has all the answers now um there was more of like i can't remember i wish i wrote down the line but my note um about it was pagans aren't evil and i'm not really into that negative the the narrative being so negative about pagan beliefs and and things like did, that. Pagans did we say? Somebody said that because I wrote it down. Um, I don't know who, but somebody referenced pagan acts being pagans being evil and it being evil practices. That's not. That's just not huh. fucking true. And also, so many pagan rituals and traditions and things like that are still in our lives today. Basically, yeah. everything having to do with Christmas. So many things having to do with Easter. Most Christian holidays were taken from pagan traditions and beliefs and turned into Christian holidays. So that's just not my favorite narrative. I really don't like that um, personally. Um, but I did love the midsummer vibes at the end. <laughs> I said the same thing. With the girls thing. in their little outfits. And the yeah. Maypole they just got red. I, I the maple the was thing. beautiful. That was so sick. That was such a cool, especially because they weren't just going around the maple. They had like, they were like doing cool like choreography. It was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really um, cool. That is actually how you are supposed to do a maple maple. <laughs> I was about to say a maple yeah. pole. <laughs> that is how you are actually meant to to do it. Yeah, very cool. I really liked that. Um, but those are all my my notes on Cheryl, basically. Just yeah, her being in everybody's business. <laughs> but well, I mean, she always is. But what was very I think heavily I, this time? I think I missed 
them saying, and I watched it twice, I think I missed them saying that Cheryl and the girls actually killed that deer. Why they, Why the, did they do that? They didn't, they didn't say that they did that. I'm saying we can assume that they did. Because oh, because of what happens it at the was end. From, yeah, and it was directly from, like, Betty sees the research that it, it is from a thing that they had done before, that, like, the Blossoms had done before long time ago. Understood. 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 Well, the only other note that I have is, um, why did Cheryl put the crown on Betty's head so crooked? (laughs) It, girl, it was the, I don't know. (sighs) It was the weirdest damn thing I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) That was, I don't know. There's so much of that this episode. Oh my yeah, I mean, but, like, you can explain that away with, like, again, the Midsummer vibes, the the Twilight Zone stuff, the the weird play that I read in college about bugs. Like, I feel like you can yeah, explain that all away, but you can't explain away why she put the freaking crown on Crooked. My OCD well, did not like it. <laughs> it could be because the Crooked crown was, like, always what Jughead wore. Like, his his crown in the comics oh. like isn't directly on his head so maybe that's why that was my first thought is that but it's similar Betty, to jughead like there's no connection there anymore other than that it's a um iconic symbol of riverdale comics mm-hmm. and a flashback to that but okay I, I, I didn't get that vibe at all i was just like it looks awful i didn't notice to be honest the first time so that that's just my theory um without really having recognized it in the first moment but oh now you won't ever be able to unsee it (laughs) i guess i guess i mean if i go back and shoot and like decide to rewatch that episode but Mm. i don't know about that um (laughs) i'm not so sure we'll have to see how the rest of these five episodes go um should we talk about betty I don't have that much to say on her, but yes, I mean, considering I our podcast, oh, great. I was going to say, considering our podcast is on her, um, I feel like it's a missed opportunity if we don't talk about her. Um, I mean, obviously. Um, do you want to go first? I have nothing. Literally nothing oh, to really say nothing? about Betty. Oh. Only that okay. the sex scenes between her and Archie were gross. They're gross. The one good thing I have to say about Betty in Rivervale, because otherwise I hate it, um, is that her hair looks amazing. <laughs> her, hair, <laughs> yes. her, hair, her hair in Rivervale looks mwah, amazing. It looked so good the whole <laughs> entire episode. I loved her sleepy braid. I loved every iteration. It was always so, so good. So good. That is the one good thing I can say about Betty in Rivervale, because otherwise I hated it. Because when have we ever ever heard betty talk about wanting to be a mother right that's why it's a dream exactly it has to be because i absolutely hate it because one when have we ever heard her talk about wanting to be a mother or bear archie's children's or anyone's children ever when have we ever seen betty be maternal right ever we've literally never seen her be maternal to anyone else she's never had connections to kids Literally, it makes absolutely no sense, and it was infuriating. It just makes me so mad. I wanted to scream. And it gave me the biggest eye roll that her, like, sad, tragic thing that was happening this episode was that she was barren. I hate that trope in that storyline. A woman's worth is not 
is not connected to her fertility and to whether she can bear a child or not. A woman is not just a fucking baby maker. That is bullshit. And also, you don't have to have a baby that way to be a mother if you wanted to be that. I, I think what they were trying to do, and I think this might be a theme that's carried on in the next episodes, is you know how Dr. Cardle said something along the lines of, you're like the second person I've seen that's oddly Yeah, there's infertile. been other women. I think that this is more a case of like, not that she's barren, but like there's something bigger at play. Yeah, but I, I agree. I agree and I noticed that too. Um but that it did affect her so much and that she just kept talking about wanting to bear Archie's children. And it's just such fucking bullshit to me. I just absolutely freaking hated that storyline. And that she was like, oh, I've always wanted to be, I've always wanted to like bear Archie's kids. And I've always wanted, like, this is what I've always wanted. Bullshit. Like, yeah, you had a crush on Archie. That doesn't mean that you always wanted to be Little Miss Housewife and bear his babies. That's bullshit. I just, I just hated it. I wrote a note that says, I threw up in my mouth when B said, there's nothing more I want than to hear, than to bear your child. It's so gross. Some of the choices of words or dialogue this episode were disgusting. Like, morning so delight. Gross. Like, like, bear your children. How many times she said, bear your children? And even just the ter- like the term being used of her being barren—that's absolute bullshit. That's just I just I just hate it. I just hated every single part about it. She was not Betty in this episode. She was just uh, she was just Archie's dream Betty. So that if this was his dream in a coma, that makes a lot of sense because this is not the real Betty. I no. don't know who this bitch is, and I don't like her. I do not like this. <laughs> I don't like it at all. It makes me angry, and that she and at the end. Oh, it's just so fucking cringy and gross when she was like, I'm going to have your son and I can feel him inside me. Like, or whatever the fuck she said. So It was just so gross. I, I love that dress that it. she was wearing, though. She looked amazing. The, like, one where she had the crown at the end? Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty cool. She looked really All cool. The costumes that whole scene, aesthetically, aesthetically, that whole scene looked really sick. One last thing. I don't have any more notes on Betty and honestly don't want to talk about it anymore because I fucking hate it so much. (laughs) But, oh, in the, when they were all at the festival or whatever, did you notice that Veronica and Betty had the exact same dress in different, in different patterns? No. It was the exact same dress cut. It might not have been the exact same dress, but it was cut exactly the same. They had this, like, maybe very slightly different, like, necklines, but very, very slight. Same poofy shoulders, same, like, midi-length dress with, like, a slit. Betty had, like, a white floral, and then Veronica had, uh, like, a maroonish, like, rustish sort of color with polka dots um, on it. But it was the same exact cut basically. Oh, I did not connect that. It was really weird. Yeah, I was like, is there a reason that they're wearing the same style of dress? Also because they don't have the same style. Why would they be wearing the same sort of dress? Interesting. I wonder, I feel like that was more of an oversight than it was, like, a choice. Yeah, it doesn't, it didn't seem like it was intentional. But, um, yeah, my last note about the Betty stuff is, I hate this. (laughs) (laughs) So, I just, yeah, we'll... 
We'll have to see with her. Because something, I mean, this whole thing is not right. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, very much so. And it'll be interesting. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if Archie's dead dead. Like, how are people going to deal with that? What What are we going to see with Betty? Is she just going to be pregnant now? Like, what the fuck? <sighs> well, I only have two other notes, and they're just, like, little throwaway notes. So, mm-hmm. you've got the Alice and Fred storyline. But yeah. is Alice no longer with FP? Because when he drove no. off, didn't she even say, is this the end of us? And he was like... We'll wait and see. We'll work this out. Like, so he's just gone? I don't think... No, I think it was I think it was more of, like, the, um... Like, you never know what the future holds sort of thing. Okay, like, I think well, it was just meant to be ambiguous. because. done. Well, I mean, it's been seven years. <laughs> oh, fuck, Heidi, and I hate she, you. <laughs> <laughs> and she, she just wanted to get that D, you know? I don't think this is a deep love bond. I think this is that Alice is horny. Personally, that's what it seemed like. Oh, you know, it would be on brand for her, though. This will be the third guy that she's with that's a murderer. Yep. Wait, hang on, no. No, FP didn't didn't kill anyone. He just covered up. He was an accomplice to murder, yeah. Yeah, accomplice murder. Adjacent. Murder adjacent. Murder adjacent. And the very last note I have is, ah, the obligatory shirtless scene. Oh, yeah. And a few They've of them. They've got to get a, those boys naked, don't they? Yes. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Nasties. I mean, all of them. Not the boys. We, the creators. Right. Oh, I no. Mean, we're, do we this, even rate this? Do we even ask what Betty would do? Like, We ask, and I have an answer. Okay, because I was going to say, this I do isn't have an answer. the real Betty, though. Exactly, exactly. I have an answer, I have an answer. So do we or, want to rate it? Wait, I have a, I have another theory. What if this mm. is the real Riverdale and what we've been watching no, it's isn't? Not. Like, what if they go that route? I'm going to be pissed. Oh, then Although I'm not Archie's watching the show dead, <laughs> so Archie's dead, though. Oh, so. that's a good point. I really don't think it's not the real. It's not the real. It's not real. It's just not. Okay. I won't believe it. I won't allow it. Um, I don't know if we rate it. We could do a special rating just for these five episodes, but we could do it at the end. Maybe we rate these five episodes when they're done. And we, like, yeah, rank them. Yeah, because, like, out of context, it's a little tricky. Like, I feel like we need yeah, to wait yeah. till the story But unfolds. once we have the... Because it is a special five-episode event, as they say. Okay, so we again will rank the episodes from, like, least to most or most to least after the five episodes yeah. are up. Yeah, I think that that's a good plan. Okay, I agree, because I do not know what I would give this. I actually enjoyed it, but the whole time I was waiting for an explanation. So I- Yeah, I think it'll m- make more sense when it's done. At least I hope. It's Riverdale, so who knows? Or exactly. it's not Riverdale, so who knows? It's Rivervale. I'm confused. <laughs> I hate it. All right, well, tell me, what would Betty do? Because I, I don't even know if I want to hear this, but go on. Betty would do none of this bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) So, correct. That's a (laughs) fucking brilliant answer, Heidi. Excuse the profanities, but (laughs) yeah, she wouldn't. 
she wouldn't be yeah. all like, I want to carry your baby. Also, it's not it. his baby. It would be their baby. So let's stop saying, I yeah. want to carry your baby. It takes two to also, take Also, you're it. 25. Chill out. Yeah. Gosh. Okay. Ugh. Well, I don't think there's anywhere else for us to note. go with this because this episode was a ride. Uh, it was. Good, bad, was, or otherwise, was. I think it's still too early to tell. We can all agree it was a ride, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, all right, friends. Well, we'll leave you and we'll catch you next time for another episode of Betty Squared. Bye. Bye.